hello, darlings. This is Hollywood's Tom Hiddleston. You remember from the Thor films? Anyway, today's episode of Blaster Podcast presents Rue Britannia is brought to you by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. Go to CapsuleForce.com, darling. We don't have to make a big deal of it. We can keep it... Low key. <laughs> Capsuleforce.com. Blastra Podcast is supported by patrons like Rafael Estrada and listeners like you. If you want to help us grow, check out patreon.com slash blastropodcast. Hello, readers. Grant and I microphoned this episode of Rue Britannia a few weeks before the United Condom decided to leave the European Onion. It was a historic decision, probably not a good one. So I asked Grant to share his perspective, which you will hear shortly. Don't worry, we're still a comedy podcast. We're just going to get real for about the next 30 seconds. Now stiffen your upper lip and enjoy Rue Britannia 2, Britannia. Hello, Blaster Apostles. This is Grant Howitt. I believe you're currently listening to me talk about the wonderful island which I live on, Britain. Although perhaps not so wonderful now, as we uh, recently gone through the motions of a Brexit campaign, and to explain what Brexit is, that's us severing ourselves from the European Union, which was, although problematic, basically fine. Now, thanks to a campaign of rampant xenophobia and ignorance, we are now staring down into a very uncertain future. Uh, it is heartbreaking to see my country divided in such a way, right down the middle. My apologies on behalf of Britain to everyone else. Enjoy the show. Welcome, readers, to episode two of Rue Britannia. I'm your noise, Dottore Bellordo, master of science, champion of exploration, and world-class Aragon of leisure. Now, typically, I host a science education show, Blaster Podcast. But lately, I've been just so darn fascinated by a group of indigenous fauna on a misty island remote from the realms of man and elves. It is a strange place, pumpulated by strange folk, and I wish to explore and understand exactly what it is that makes them dick. And so, once again, I shall call upon their native tribesman and relative human, Grant Howitt, to shed light upon this shadowy patch of figmunt known to its friends as Britain. Strike up the band! Salsa! Good motto, Dottore. <laughs> Good motto, Grant Howitt. Thank you for being back on Rue Britannia, the second and final installment <laughs> of our one-part series. I think as long as we keep saying it's the final installment, we can't lie to them. Like, Grant, sh shut up about who you are. Mm. You and I, yeah. best of friends, mm -hmm. never seen each other's bodies, never Not will. Not at all. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> uh, God will hunting. Mm -hmm. Grant! It's all right! Ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know, the sidecar to the motorcycle of Rue Britannia, actually more like the wheels of Rue Britannia. More like the fucking engine. The, right. Yeah, the thing that we could not have the show without. The, the growling engine. The growling engine is the voice of this British Marin you hear right now. Grant Howitt. Grant, say hello to the nice people. Hello to the nice people. Yeah, very good. He's a literalist and a philatelist. <laughs> Grant Howitt. The Tory Bellotto. That's me. Grant, you are a James designer. Oh, I am a James designer. I design tabletop James and live James. Ooh. But I am also a keen amateur historian, by which I mean I have full, unfettered access to Wikipedia. Nice. Oh, did you mm. uh, subscribe to the, the full Wikipedia subscription? Yep, you get all the facts, not just the ones that a man wants you to see. You also get the woman's facts. Woman's facts? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I Concerning hear th the moon sickness. I was gonna say those facts are only available under the full moonlight. Because they're yeah, well. in moon runes. Yeah. We gotta, I gotta hook up with, with full Wikipedia. But I'm a scientist, Dottore, and I'm here. Well, I'm not a scientist, You're I'm a historian. You're a scientist, you I'm fucking neither. charlatan. You Charlemagne? I am neither a historian nor a scientist. I am a games designer, or a James designer. But importantly, I'm here to tell you about the wonderful island that I call home, Great Britain. Great Britain. Now, what honestly, they... honestly, like, in my opinion, it's fantastic Britain. Ooh, hello. Mm -hmm. Bumping it up a little bit. You're being Britain's yeah. hype man. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
<laughs> What'd you say? That was me hyping. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for I can't. I can't do. That. I can't. I'm not. Yeah, I was gonna uh, casually ask you about rap, but, mm. <laughs> but go for it. Yeah, please. Hey, what what kind of rap do you like? What kind of rap do I like? I quite like Amplify Dot. I think she's quite good. I don't know what that is. She is a British rapper. <laughs> Her name is Amplify Dot. Amplify Dot. Yeah, she has really cool hair as well. That she does. She she does cool stuff. Is Dot short for Dottore? It might be short for Dorothy. Uh, hmm. Less. Uh, what about you, Dottore? What are you into, rap wise? Rap wise. Rap wise, Gamji. <laughs> I like a chicken bacon wrap. Okay. I like a turkey cran wrap. Mm-hmm. I like a cran rapids. <laughs> I like the rapture, which is a biblical event. Perhaps you've heard of it, where all the good people go away. And it just leaves you to hang out and get free clothes. This is too tangential. Too tangential. Too tangential. Too tangential? I'm too tan Sam. Mm-hmm. Too complete. Anyway. Too tangential. That's that's what they called me when I was It's history time! <laughs> Shut your mouth! Grant! <clears throat> yes? You've adequately introduced yourself. It's time for our first segment. Mm-hmm. What's all this then? This is a segment where you, a native Great Britain, tell me, a human, some international news that I perhaps missed because I don't mm. care about news. No. What's a, what's a piece of news America might have missed out on while we were gazing at our own navels and seeing a reflection of Donald Trump in there? <laughs> My friend, the greatest betrayal, the greatest failure of democracy in the modern era has happened right under your bloody noses. And you went there to see it. We have bloody noses? Yes. <laughs> oh no, were we doing too much cocaine? You saw a girl that you fancied. <laughs> I, I saw her, like in half, like a stage magician? No, you saw her, Dottore. It's not... <laughs> her you saw Dottore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw her amplified dot. Okay, so... Queso. This is the greatest... This is the greatest... Uh, de- democratic sham ever perpetrated in my lifetime, or indeed any lifetime. Uh-oh. There was a online campaign to determine the name of a Antarctic research vessel. Mm. I'm just going to I'm going to double check it, double check it was Antarctic rather than Arctic. It was a polar ship, so it's a polar research ship. It can do both poles. It can do Antarctic or Arctic. That's the great thing about the poles. It's suffering from bipolar disorder. Or bipolar order, oh. some might say. And so we, as in the people, voted to call it Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> Yes. And this was this was so hugely taken up that um, Boaty McBoatface topped the poll for the polar ship, and we were all very excited to actually have a massive, hugely expensive fucking ship called Boaty <laughs> McBoatface sailing around, doing stuff with ice, bothering penguins and polar bears, hassling their grapes, hassling their grapes. However, the problem was this two hundred million dollar boat didn't quite um, deserve the name Boaty McBoatface, yeah. unfortunately. So they called it the Sir David Attenborough. What? The RSS. RRS, that's the research ship. Sir David Attenborough. The arse. The arse. So I love David Attenborough. Like I love a brother or a fine cigar. You smoke all three of them. He is an incredible human being. Um, for those of you who don't know, David Attenborough is a nature documentary. Uh, he's a filmmaker and um, narrator and um, naturalist. He's John Hammond light. I don't know who John Hammond is, but I've never heard of him, so I assume that's true. You don't know who John Hammond is? Who's, no, who's John Hammond? He's a fictional character played by Richard Attenborough in the Jurassic Park series. Oh, that guy. Right, yes, okay. So, I mean, like, he's, 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 he's Richard Attenborough's brother. I always um, thought he was his kid, but brother makes sense too. Well, David Attenborough is 90, so it's unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you Brits live in unnaturally long time? Time flows strangely here in the mists of Albion. Don't you become trees or something? Yeah, like eventually. <laughs> but you gotta sow your wild oats first. Mm-hmm. So it was it was named the RIS Sir David Attenborough because and like I can I can determine why because what if it crashed like if it was if it was sunk because like it's it's in the most dangerous place it's it's in some of the most dangerous places on earth um doing some really dangerous jobs for the you know for for, for long times and so I can see are they doing extreme crab fishing kind of <laughs> like they're doing they're doing polar research which isn't quite as you know. 
That, for some reason, that doesn't show up on the fucking Discovery Channel. <laughs> Polar research. We're taking core samples. Ugh, our instruments might get too cold. Ugh. No, it's dangerous, man. It's, it's dangerous up there. And if it crashed, or if, if they got stranded and they died, they'd have to say that the RRS, Boaty McBoatface, has been lost with 70 <laughs> souls. So I can see why they called it that. That's fine. So there is uh, one of the uh, robotic submarines on board is called Boaty. Oh. I know, but I didn't even give it the full name, which shits me to tears. Yeah, it shits me to tears and all my Australians who also say that phrase. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a real shame. However, It that makes is... me shit out tears. It makes me tear out shits. Oh, blimey. Oh. So yes, that is, that is the news I wanted to bring to America, that even though you're getting your knickers in a twist over this so-called election, that there's some real democracy happening over here, and it's being turned on its fucking head. Boy. I didn't yeah. know that the Polar Express was under British jurisdiction. So well, that... it's, 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 a, it's, it's a British research ship. Ah. Uh, research. <laughs> You're doing ex extremely British research. <laughs> yeah, astonishingly British research. We're going up there with tea and asking the penguins politely if they'll tell us what's going on. <laughs> You're asking them, what's all this then? Mm. Uh, and you're trying to find new and novel ways to prevent Americans from dumping that tea in the polar waters. As God is our witness, we'll stop you one day. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna bring back this colony, bring it back to bear. It's a rogue colony. I don't recognize America as a as, as a country. Well, we've... it's a it's a state as far as I'm as far as I'm aware. It's it's there's an ongoing civil war which we've yet to resolve. Right. It's just cooled down a bit. Yeah, a cold war where we just trade with you a lot. Yeah, and we are you know secretly led by the great Sarah Palin. Who, as we all know, has gone rogue. She is so terrifying, that woman. Your whole sort of batshit crazy comedy politics <laughs> is really scary and I don't like it. It would be awesome if we were like a tiny nation state with absolutely no military or economic influence. Fuck it, like Chile, you know? I could deal with Chile. <laughs> or like, you know, Sweden? If Sweden had some weird shit going on, that's okay. But you're America! For the next 15-ish years, you're the biggest player in the global pond. And you're getting dangerously close to being run by an insane man. Like a, <laughs> yeah. man, who's, a man who's so wrong about so many things and so loud that no one cares. Everyone else is doing a boxing match and he turns up and hits someone in the back of the head with a folding fucking chair. You know what I'm thinking, Grant? What? In America's current political Kermit, Mm -hmm. It is time for Dottore Bellordo to rise to power. Yeah, sure. I mean, what you were just describing is essentially my stats. That's true. You lie a lot. You were doing my taco. You have, you have a strange... What do you know call it? My, Your my, thaco. My thaco. No one uses that anymore. <laughs> it's not 1990. Oh, sorry. Mm. It's uh, AC now, anyway. AC. AC. Armor class, like one half of ACDC. Yeah, armor class. You know, you know, you've 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 been, you you you've thrown a few dice in your time. I'm sure, Dottori. I've played The Witcher. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> hey, you like The Witcher? Yeah, it's alright. I like The Witcher. It's a bit, it's a bit too complex for my tastes. What? It's just so long. You design games. You design short games. I read your book, your Unbound RPG book. It's not five pages. Listen, The Witcher contains several novels worth of text. My book is, I think, 40,000 words long. That's right, and you're asking your game players to create their own novels of text. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's an ingenious system which lets people create their own worlds, because so I don't have to. But we're getting off topic! That's right, we need to talk about boats, the, yeah. the evilness and inherent mm. in the system. Mm. So, Bodie McBoatface, mm. that was... That was voted on by people and agreed yeah, there, upon. There was and a then, poll. There was a what, poll. Just, there, there, no. there, was, there was an online poll to inform the to inform the science minister who was naming the boat. Ooh, there's a minister of science in England. Yeah, we've got ministers for everything. Even better than that, we've got a shadow minister of science. <laughs> what? So, like, uh, um, the we 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 normally have a two party system. Um, we in fact we do at the moment. Um, and so whoever comes second forms the opposition, as it were. Uh -huh. uh, you know the way the way you've got that in America. Um, but we have, uh, there's, there's the cabinet and there's the shadow cabinet, which I can't believe you haven't heard. It's literally called a shadow cabinet? It's called the shadow cabinet. Holy fucking shit! Right? And you get, like, the shadow minister <laughs> for science and the shadow minister for education, which is Harry Potter shit right there. <laughs> Introducing the shadow minister for education. Well, good evening! So many young minds. <laughs> oh man, he's a white... B both ethnically and creaturely. He's a what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's a white. Mm. Well, I, I need, now I'm torn, Gramble, because I want to be the next president of the Americans, oh. but also, obviously, I must become shadow minister to England. The shadow minister for healthcare, to Tory Bellotto. I'm a, I'm a man of science. Well, shadow, I want, yes, yeah, the shadow I want to be a shadow monster. A shadow <laughs> I want to I want to uh, creep under the beds of British children and teach them science in a terrifying manner. You don't have to be shadow minister of science to do that. You can just do that. Yeah. I mean, it's illegal. But I want the lands and titles that mm, are, uh, I am yeah, in, uh, intitulated in to. <laughs> Intitulating. Intentaculed. Mm-hmm. Grant. Yo. That's news. That's news. Pop it in your news pipe and smoke it. We're done. Garble. Gramble. Do you know what well, they called me at primary school? <laughs> what did they call you? Granny Grumbles. Oh. <laughs> they were not nice. Were you a tall child? Uh, yeah, I've been six foot two basically all my life. I was a tall, I was a tall fat child. Now I'm, uh, I'm just like tall and normal. But you still feel fat, don't you, Grant? I feel fat and short all the time, and I'm tall and quite slender. Well, I'll tell you, Grant. Mm-hmm. I am fat and I am mm-hmm. short, well, but that's I, great. I act tall. Mm. You talk a big game, but can you walk a big game? No, <laughs> I can I can't, I can walk in a small circle, but I can hunt a big game. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite big game to hunt? Probably the albinoris. The albinoris. I, I myself prefer Giant Twister. <laughs> Giant Twister. <laughs> Giant Twister is my favorite game to hunt. <laughs> you know, there's a rapper in Chicago, maybe from Chicago? There's a rapper from Chicago named Twister. Fascinating. Which is how Brits say the name of the game, Twister. <laughs> Twister. <laughs> let's play some Twister. <laughs> Is that how you say it in Chicago? Oh, gee, kid, let's play some Twister. Bring your jukebox money. <laughs> Gregantuan. Mm-hmm. It's time for segment number two. Oh, I'm ready. How's your father? It's all right. Now, segment number two, known mm-hmm. as How's Your Father, is a segment in which you, the native Britannian, explain the inexplicable words your people have crumbed up with that Americans are not too familiar with. Mm. So today on the docket, we have crazy British occupations. Hit me with some, hit me with some occupations. I'll lay down some fat knowledge on you. Occupation number one, mm-hmm. the military title known as Lieutenant. Lieutenant. <laughs> we call it in the waking world, lieutenant. Lieutenant. Which surprises me, because that's, that's, that's more French than lieutenant. Yeah, we're less afraid of the French than you are. We drove them out in the French and Indian <laughs> War. But, so, you know, and we don't live right next to them. So mm. I, I guess there's some, like, forest French still living in Canada. You know, like the wood elves, but they're... <laughs> <laughs> the forest French. They're forest French. Yeah. The regular high French don't like them. No, those those snooty highfalutin high French. Yes, but the forest French know how to hunt and trap and speak to the animals. Yeah. What's it, Lieutenant? I'm going to break your heart. It's all right. I'm really sorry. It's not that that interesting. (laughs) All right. It comes from old French. I'm old French. Sorry? What? Was that an old Greg deep cut? (laughs) Yeah. That's too deep a cut. (laughs) I mean, our British listeners, which is probably you and... Maybe your wife? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's, our British listeners all appreciate the money like, boost. Like, she, like she, listens, she listens to enough movies, but not this shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She, went, she can hear me talk all the time. She doesn't care. <laughs> That's true, but she doesn't get me. She doesn't get you. Anyway. And she can't get me off limits. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the way, uh, so like standardization of words and modern invention. Uh, yes. And so the way what it the way that it used to be pronounced. So uh, the French word was uh, lieu, which means place. L i e u. Like in lieu, in place yeah, of. Yeah, as in in lieu, and and so like lieutenant would be someone who um, was there in place of the commander. Oh. So like, it's from I believe um, some old some some Latin like locus, and then something else, which means like the person uh, uh, the person who is in this place to take control. Oh, like Liu Kang. Yeah, in fact, that, that's got the same root. He's in place of the original Kang that was meant to compete in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> was he the guy with the hat? No, Liu Kang was like our hero. He was the Bruce Lee. Oh archetype. yeah, he was he was the Ryu character. Yeah, okay, yeah. Did you know that Ryu means dragon in Japanese? And it's and it's pronounced like y or something, isn't it? Like d, yeah. yeah. Sort my, of out of Japan. My idiot roommate's girlfriend knows how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you should get her on. You should, you should get her to say. To I teach, should to, to teach get you her on. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's disgusting. She's dating a roommate. <laughs> hey man, we're in the same area code. It's okay. That's not the okay. So hey, do British people have area codes? We have postcodes. What's a postcode? Like the thing after the oh, game? Oh, actually, no, no, sorry. We, we, do, we do have area codes, yeah, but we don't use them in the same way as you do because we don't really travel in England. I was thinking about that. Like, extremely wealthy British lads. Like, uh, you know, I was thinking chaps. about... Chaps. Mm-hmm. Full-assed chaps, Brett. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Assed chaps. The assed chaps. I was thinking about this. Like, noble lads, little lordlings... Um, who are like 16 to 21 or whatever, like, you know, kind of wild. I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, do they go to Ibiza? Do they travel around to, like, luxurious beach destinations? And when they come back, or, like, Los Angeles and in, in Manhattan, when they come back, are they, like, kind of discouraged from being infected by the ways of other cultures? Like, they're expected to still be very proper British? Or... Is it even in spite of their wealth in their class, are they still allowed to like kind of enculturate and become more like foreign people? Well, it determines it, like you're discouraged in one of three ways because of your class. The three classes of discouragement. Mm. So working class uh, lads who go away, of course, in embodying in, in any kind of foreign uh, nature is seen as soft because it's seen as becoming open to, uh, to outside influences. And of course, you couldn't be open to outside influences. And the macho culture of working class men is a, is a massive problem. In fact, like the, uh, the, a suicide is the highest killer of, 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 of men under 30 in the UK. Wow. So like, if you're working class, um, you're discouraged in that way. If you're middle class and your parents are switched on, it could be seen as cultural appropriation. So what do you mean by switched on? Like they're robots? They're liberal. They're liberal. That's called yeah. switched on. No, it is because well, I'm a liberal, and so if, if like, I, I say oh, this, this person seems pretty switched on. Like they're like they're they're aware. They're on the ball. They're aware of what's going on. Right. They're not uh, blinkering themselves to the ways no. of the world. No. Um. And so they might see there's culture appropriation. Um. And decide from that. And of course, as the wealthy people, it's simply not the done thing. Um. But honestly, if you're wealthy enough, you don't give a shit about your kids. You let your nanny handle that. And then their school, and then you give them money and let them live in some apartment in London. Interesting. Um, but, like, national pride is not a thing that many Brits have. No. In the same way as Americans. We don't, um, like, we don't like, I don't like really, I don't like seeing flags. I especially don't like seeing England flags. Because in America, you associate the American flag with, like, the spirit of your great country and the great... Hot dogs. Uh, hot dogs and liberty and baseball. And... We die. We are reborn. We die again. <laughs> Cthulhu. No. Okay. Um, I want to yes and, but you're getting way off what I'm talking about. You know, Cthulhu was written by an American who kind of fancied himself wishing that he were more British. Hewlett Packard Lovecraft. That's right. Yeah, um, I don't like him very much. <laughs> He's super racist. He's so racist, but not just against people who are a different colour from him, even people who are the same colour from him. Plus, there's that cat with that name and the rats in the walls. Yes, there is. It's, it's super problematic. It's got that problematic name. So, uh, Grant, I don't know yeah. if you follow Blaster Podcast, uh, but we, it, yeah. we have a Patreon campaign now. Mm-hmm. And as a oh. reward. Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hey, you started it. You told me to do it. Yeah, that's true. Long ago. T- tell the readers. All right, readers, uh, as you may be aware, there's a Blaster Podcast Patreon campaign, and one of the rewards for a certain level of patronage is you get to hear my wet adaptation. Ramblings. My wet, meaty ramblings. <laughs> and my adaptation of Love Job's Call of Cthulhu. And a particular sticking point was the myriad of racist words and ideas in that story. So I had to deftly wash them out with the astringent mouthwash of comedy. Mm. Sorry, racists. If you listen to my Call of Cthulhu, you're not going to get that, that uh, no, biting cruelty. Don't apologize to racists. <laughs> I need to. I'm in America. That's true, yeah. You know, it's um, funny, Garment, because yeah. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a man of science. I'm a worldly mm-hmm. man. Uh, I, I'm an international superstar, but my roommate is an American. Yeah. And, uh, of course... When he looks at a flag, he's fairly liberal. He doesn't feel a whole lot towards it. So the I, idea I don't that think you should put words in his mouth, but carry on. I put words in his mouth every night. You know that magnetic refrigerator poetry? Oh, I know one wants that. <laughs> he doesn't want it. But no. it, it hurts him a lot when he porps. And yeah. then I put I put a very strong magnet in the basin of the turlet. Mm. So he feels like a sharp tug. He doesn't know why. He thinks he has a disease. 
Right. That's a strange... I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. I'll find out. Like, he doesn't listen to the podcast. He, I mean, we talk to each other all the time. Probably too busy with that girlfriend. So, uh, as a liberal American, you know, he's not like, oh, I gotta stand and salute and shit. He's, of course, a little lordling. So, rather than having the, like, the division between working class and whatever, I think the issue for me comes down to... In America, because I used to live in New York, I could look at my window and see three flags, and I was not in an unusual neighborhood. No, were was you like... living next to a semi-constructed Six Flags theme park? <laughs> just, just the left half, three flags. <laughs> the New York Welcome Six to... Flags never took off. Welcome up. to Three Flags, New York. <laughs> We've got most of a roller coaster and some <laughs> of a funnel cake. <laughs> the, they have the start of the roller coaster, but yeah. it's a very unpopular ride towards the end. No, like, there were a lot of flags, and I never see England flags in the UK unless I'm going near the houses of racists, I presume. Yeah, well, that's true. But, I mean, New York is a little bit special. I mean, mate, I, I went to... I went to te- mate, sorry. I went to Texas, I went to New Orleans, I went to um, um, South Carolina and various other places, and it was similar in those places as well. American flags. American flags, and also in Texas, um, stores which sold a buy one firework, get 11 free, and had a giant inflatable <laughs> eagle on the top. <laughs> they must not value their fireworks very much. Or their safety. Mm. Well, I the think, eagle's watching over them. I figure, like, yeah, and, and, and everyone knows what the eagle's watching. You can't be humped. You can't be humped? You can't be humped. Grant. Yeah, second word. Yeah, let's get into word number two of the second yeah. segment. Yeah, 40 minutes in, yeah. Vicar. 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 Vicar? What's so a vicar, a... then? Do you not have vicars? I don't know. I'm not a religious man. I'm a man of science. I, d- I, didn't, I didn't think that was... Okay, so... I um... believe in the United Snakes, we have pastors. Yeah. And I don't know what that is, either. So... But we don't have vicars. So, vicars is, one, a kind of machine gun. Is it? Or a kind of plane. Spelled differently. Wait, there's um, a plane and a machine gun? Hang on, I think I'm, I'm going to double check. Is it a plane that transforms into a machine gun? Uh, yeah, it's Transformer. British Transformers. It was a famous <laughs> name in British engineering. Yeah, they made all sorts of stuff. They also have a fighter plane called the Wyvern. Yes, the Wyvern. amazing. Well, I mean, wouldn't you call a fighter plane the Wyvern? No, because it's no. a shitty dragon. Well, like, but like, it sounds a bit daft having a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon. The dragons are here, rather than, rather than no, the squadron of Wyverns coming in off the East Coast. That works quite well. Yeah, Vickers uh, were an engineering company who made who made planes and machine guns for Ooh. us for a while. But also, Vickers are in the Church of England. I want you to think of it like an area effect priest. Wait, are we talking like D and D type buffs? Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so you get church. Uh, you get some surrounding areas in that church, and the guy who lives in the little house and runs that church and is like, oh, come in and say hello, how's everyone doing? He's the vicar, because he's in charge of the spiritual well-being of that area around the church, or the parish, as it's known. Mm. Mm. Is that, is he, does he or work she, in... Or she, or Oh, sorry. Sorry, or she, I got wrong. Totomo uh, Does, <laughs> that means it's very delicious. <laughs> you uncouth yahoo. Itadakimasu, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the ones I know. She's like, thank you for the food, right? I, I, yeah, I think that's a, a dinner thing. And uh, chotto mate kudasai. What is that? Wait a sec, please. Uh, totomo sekushi desu. Which means? It's very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk around Japan saying that. <laughs> do you have perhaps a third question to ask me which can generate an interesting fucking answer? I do. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> Strap in, listeners. This one's got to get raw. What's the deal with Bobbies? It's short for Robert. What? Why do they call police Bobby? Mm. Uh, why? Wouldn't you like to know? I do, and this is the show where you teach us. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so spit it out, Britsy. I, I don't know. Britsy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a website where you can get authentically British handmade goods. I really like Britsy. Britsy. All right, Britsy. Spread them. <laughs> Anyway, so... So they call police officers bobbies. Cast your mind back to 1829. I'm there. Okay. I did a mind cast. How is it? Smells of sewage in the streets. Mm. Jack the Ripper is stealing many people's souls. And organs. And organs. Ooh, gonna have them lovely organs. And young J.R.R. Tolkien is attending his first class at university. Sure, why not? 
1929, a man called Sir Robert Peel was the Home Secretary. Not the Shadow Home Secretary. Just the, the main Home Secretary. The regular Home Secretary. He established the police force. Um, which you didn't was... have a p- police force before the 1920s? We had we had watchmen. So 1820s, not 1920s. You said 19. I said 1829. Oh. I, th- I thought J.R. Tolkien was a bit, bit old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Robert Peel establishes the police force, which mm. previously was the watchmen. Just the watchmen. And so he... He organised a a more a more organised, more centrally governed um, system of police. He also introduced um, plain clothes police agents on duty. Pla- Did you say play clothes? Yeah, play clothes. They wore, like... they wore little like romper suits and dog ears. No, plain clothes, man. <laughs> it's not that hard an accent. <laughs> oh, plain clothes, like a flying yeah. squirrel suit that you and your extreme sports buddies sail over the mountains in with your head GoPro cams. Yeah, why not? They had that in 1842. That's what they plain. were into. Plain clothes. Plain clothes. They they dressed up as planes to do to investigate <laughs> airplane crime. Because What's no one then? expects a plane is gonna Hello, 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 someone stealing jet fuel. <laughs> I must investigate. Let me put on my wings. Yeah. No, they didn't have I said plain like plain clothes, like 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 normal clothes. Oh, like uh, business cash? Undercover, yeah, business cash. Undercover. Undercover. So Robert Peel. Robert Peel. Formed this group of policemen, and what is Robert long for? Uh, Robbie, Bobby, Booby. Yeah, <laughs> Booby. I don't think that's what it's long for. Bobbies. Booby. Booby. Bobbies. Bobbies. We um, also call them peelers. Or well, we used to. We don't anymore. I've heard peelers, and I never knew where it came from. Robert Peel. Peelers. Um, what else we call them? Um, the filth. The fuzz. <laughs> the filth. The roses. <laughs> Roses. Roses. R O double Z E R S. I'm not making that up. That's real. What is that? Kaki. It's the Roses. <laughs> what is a Ro? Like what? Like a Robert Ros- is mutated into a Roz? It's 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 a word for um for police officer. I don't know. Let's have a quick look. Go to Britsy.uk <laughs> for all your British needs. Hello, darling. Welcome to Britsy. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightclub. It's it's a, a casino slash resort exclusively mm. for Brits. Let's stay ritzy and britzy. Britzy. Do they have casinos in England? Uh, a couple, yeah. Halls of Gamble? Yeah, I mean, we, we've got a lot of, like, um, um, betting shops as well, where you go and bet on football or races or dog races or something or stuff like that. Right, where, like, like a... They'll be, they'll be, like, I think we've got four on the high street near me. They're very popular. Because wow. we're in a recession. You're in a recession? Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. Is this from the 2008? Yeah, man, we're still, we're still clawing. <laughs> I mean, so are you. I'm like... You know, like Germany got out of it, Australia got out of it, like intact. But everyone's fucked still. Yeah. Um, the earliest Oxford English Dictionary notes of Rosas is from the Sporting Times, twenty sixth of May, eighteen eighty eight, which says, "Up walks a Rosa and buckles me tight." <laughs> buckles I, me tight. Which I believe is a reference to anal sex. What? No. <laughs> um. So it, the, there's no satisfying etymology, unfortunately. For um, Rosas. It may it may be from it may be from Robert from Sir Robert Peel, but that sounds like bullshit, honestly. Oh. Um. The um French criminal slang for a policeman is uh, Rousson or Rousse, literally That's... a red uh, a redhead. Okay. Considered so like uh, so like you would describe in French you would describe someone as a redhead if you didn't like them very much or like a despised individual as a redhead. There's a weird anti ginger like thing in Europe. Which yeah, is I don't so really get it. I, th- I, I have heard that it has origins in the belief that Judas Iscariot had red hair, which seems unlikely considering so, the region that he's from. So people with ginger hair often have, also like we've got we've got we have the we have the highest percentage of people with ginger hair in Scotland. Uh, there's a high percentage of people with ginger hair anywhere. We just have that. Um, Scotland, where I'm actually from, I should not. I'm not English. <laughs> yeah. Well, fans of Rue Britannia, who have been with us since the very beginning. All the way back several weeks ago. That you protruded from your mother's yonic symbol upon the Scottish moors. Mm. Under a lightning strom. Mm-hmm. And the Kurgan was defeated and the quickening summoned you forth. 100%, yeah. Grant, and I, what is the quickening, anyway? I, the quickening. I, just watch, I watch that movie and I still don't understand what a quickening is. So the quickening. Um, is when you are born as a magical Highlander, and you uh, and the other Highlanders start to die, and your accent gets less and less Scottish and more and more nonsense French. Okay. I am a very proud Scotsman. I'm here to kill you. There's a lot of inscrutable dialects. Inexplicable. It's just, 
it's just really sh- he's not from anywhere. Um, yeah, so there's no satisfying term, term, etymology for Rosa, but it is a great word to say. Rosa, filth, fuzz. Um, Rosa ghoul. Yeah, that, that's you know what? That's probably what it's from. <laughs> probably. Segment number three. Mm-hmm. Crusty jugglers. Crusty jugglers. Now, typically, in mm-hmm. segment number three, yeah. <laughs> I've asked you about mythological beasts native yeah. to your land. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to tell you more about mythological beasts. What have you got for us today, Garmnit? Well. Whale. I have the whale. Whale, whale, whale. Whales are from Wales, which is part of the British Isles, and it is the biggest animal known to man or whales. <laughs> Imagine how big a car is. Okay. Double it. Okay. Now, add the size of a whale. All right. Subtract two cars worth of whale. Okay. That's how big whales are. Oh, that's big! I know, right? What are we- No, not whales. <laughs> not whales. They're, they're not mythological. They exist. I mean, not around these parts. Uh, maybe up in Scotland. I've never eaten one. No, that's true. And that's I have a rule. If I haven't what? eaten it, it doesn't exist. Okay. You don't exist. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and you never will. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here to drop some hella metal folklore on you. Ooh, hella metal. Are you a metallurgist? A metallurgist. It's difficult to say metallurgist in a Sean Connery voice. Metallurgist. <laughs> metallurgist. Metallurgist. You're rolling your odds too much, boy. A metallurgist. Metallurgist. It sounds like you're taking a pause to say a D in the middle of that word. Metallurgist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a ghost that comes after you've laid your magnet poetry, your metal turd guys. There's no way that bit's getting in. Nope. <laughs> we're, just, right. we're just sweating bits that will so get cold. moist. <laughs> All right, let's focus on our sweaty bits. I've, and... got, I've, got, I've got some hella dark, hella metal, really cool folklore to drop on you, and that is the Church Grim. A Church Grim? A church grim. What's that? What's that? I'll tell you what that is. What's so, always? It comes from. Um, it's also called the Kirk Grim, the Kirk Grim in Swedish, or the or the Kirkumvaki in Finnish, and it's uh, shared with English and Scandinavian folklore. Hmm. So, let's say you build a church. You build a church. You build a church. Nice. <sighs> Nearly there. Um, you build a church. Um, the first person who gets buried in a church becomes the guardian spirit of the church. Whoa. Um, they so English church grims. They it's it, it said like they they like ringing the bells. So if there's like if it's like some wind rang the bell, you'd say it was the church grim that sort of thing. Uh, or they might appear as small like uh, dark skinned gnomish people or big black dogs. Oh. Unfortunately, if if you were buried and became the church grim, you were trapped there for eternity because you had to guard the cemetery from the devil, keep the souls ready there until judgment day. Oh, the devil. But but like you were there for eternity, and it was it was you know it was a very difficult job, and no one wanted it. So what they used to do was bury a completely black dog alive on the north side of the churchyard. Jesus. Yep. I presume they tied up because dogs are quite good at digging. Oh yeah. So like or like or just like standing on dirt, you know. So I figured they tie up the dog, put it in the sack, bury that shit alive. The dog dies, of course. and it becomes. Well, I mean, we assume the dog dies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it becomes the guardian spirit of the church, ready to defend the souls of the dead against Satan. That that's really horrible. It's so cool, though. I mean, it's a cool idea. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to bury a doctor. I don't want to kill dogs. That's yeah. one thing I want to get really clear. Because it was it like this. people who were on death's door. They said, "Oh, I don't want to be around there forever. I want to go to heaven." So you know, make make the dog do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Now here's a question, Grant. Yeah. Don't all dogs go to heaven? Okay, I actually had a very interesting discussion with this, uh, with, with a friend of mine today about this. Mm-hmm. So, as far as the Bible's concerned, animals don't have free will, and they don't have uh, souls, so they can't, an animal cannot make a good or evil act, unless possessed by a devil, which, unless possessed by a demon, as there is, like, uh, a demon uh, might well cause a pig to do harm. For example, 300 pigs ran off a cliff. Uh, in one part of the Bible, after Jesus found a madman and was like, get out that, get out that madman's head, devil, and he put it into 300 pigs, which makes it the world's most expensive therapy session, and the first. Was that a Legion thing? Yeah, my I... name's Legion for way many. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Weird. However, all animals don't have souls, and you need a soul to get into heaven. Therefore, 
if you were to meet your favourite pet dog in heaven, it would not be your pet dog. It would be a meat robot made by uh, the Lord <laughs> Almighty to keep you happy in heaven. But then again, if our Lord Almighty can make a meat robot and presumably fill it with the personality and memories of your childhood dog, yeah. is that not the same, if not better, than your childhood dog what died? Hmm. However, yep. throwing this all on its head, and it's an argument I've been having for many years, um, the Pope very recently, and it's like, I'm fascinated as to what happens to dogs when they die, um, the Pope recently, he was approached by a young a young Catholic who said, um, Oh, Papa, oh. That's not how we Italians sound. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm going to do a less racist accent for that one. <laughs> when my dog dies, Father, will, um, will I get to meet him in heaven? And the Pope said, on the record, all of God's creatures are welcome in heaven. Mm. Which opens up the floodgates for some bullshit. Because animals can't commit a moral act. Therefore, every animal that's ever lived or died is presumably in fucking... Well, only died. It's presumably in fucking heaven. Hmm. They're all up there. There's no dogs in hell. Dogs don't understand good and evil. Therefore, right. dogs are by default good. Therefore, all dogs go to heaven. And indeed, all cats, all ducks, all roosters. Well, wait a minute. Point of order. He said all dogs are... All animals are welcome in heaven. He didn't say they get in. Well, that's the thing. Dogs can't commit a moral act. Dogs have no understanding of, of, of morality. And right. if the Pope says all animals are welcome and animals don't understand mor- morals, therefore, all animals are in heaven. Well, just because you're welcome somewhere doesn't mean you go there. Wouldn't you? I, I mean, I would, but I'm a thinking, rational individual. Maybe Absolutely. when the spirit of the dog escapes it's from its like, snout... It's not a choice it, to, whether or not you want to go to heaven. You think it's a, you're compulsory? You're sucked up by that light? Listen... <laughs> it's a bit like putting a cat in a house. Yeah. You know? You put the cat in the house, as long as you don't open the door too much, the cat's going to stay in the house. Yes. I think heaven's like that, except it's the best possible house. The best house arrest that anyone could ask yeah, for. Yeah, full of dead, soulless animals. Hmm. <laughs> Horrible, ashen-faced things. Their eyes, pools of shadow, smoke curling from their mouths, living in a, an eternal, semi-demonic half-life. Wow, this is a real uplifting episode. Yeah. So that is the Church Grim, which is such a cool name as well. It is a cool thing. I really like that. And so it's a shame they had to bury dogs, but I really like the idea that, that, that churches have a guard, a guard dog, which you summon by killing the dog and burying it in the north side of the churchyard. A bit like the Devil Door. You aware of the Devil Door? The Devil Door? Devil Door. Devil Dog? The Devil Door. The Deviled Egg. You've been watching The Deviled Egg. The Dumbledore. <laughs> yes, I'm familiar with Dumbledore. Um... What is the devil door? It's a door put in the wall of a church, and it doesn't have to be an actual physical door. It can just be the outline of a door. Like but, Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. Um, during a baptism, uh, you cast the evil out of a child, and the devil leaves through that door. Oh. Uh, so that's why churches always have the door. I forget. It's, 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 it's either north or south facing. I believe it's north. But there's always a door built in English churches around that time uh, to let the to let to let the devil out. There's a lot of really fun stuff in Catholic and like um, England in England uh, Christian mythology. We just we, we just sort of see it as normal but if you treat it as if you treat it like Hewlett Packard Lovecraft's mythos yes. it becomes really interesting it's an intriguing bit of superstitio superstitione as you'd say but didn't don't put words in my mouth it makes my poop feel funny I'm gonna put an alphabetic spaghetti in your mouth I'll take it I'm gonna come around your house and make you a nice meal <laughs> are you threatening me I don't know <laughs> that's a problem with Brits they're so polite yeah. their threats are polite Mm. I'm going to make you the nicest meal you've ever had, boy. <laughs> I'm going to match it artfully with some wine. I did coffee and yoga earlier. Uh, coffee and yoga? Yeah, I, I, did, I did, like, not proper yoga, just like the bullshit yoga that I can remember from when I did it ten years ago. All right, stretch it out. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, it's like glass in my ears. <laughs> no one can do a good Scottish I can't do a good Scottish accent, but even then. I'm from Glasgow originally. I was born near Glasgow, a place called Alexandria. But I completely lost the accent, and if there's any Scots out there listening, it's gonna sound like shite. There's a nasality to it. Aye. It's not a very sexy voice. No. <laughs> sorry, glass cows. I'm terribly sorry, glass cows, but I, I've reverted to a much classier English accent, which is yeah. much sexier. You're like a Game Zero Jones. Wasn't he American? <laughs> <laughs> he was, until but he, he was, transcended he was, he was, He was um, Mufasa, wasn't he? And Darth Vader and all that. Yeah, he was Mufasa, and, he was Darth and, Vader. And Mr. CNN. Mr. CNN. This is CNN. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. He, he was the bad guy in Conan the Barbarian. 
He was, wasn't he? He turned into a snakeman. He had the snake. That did not. He did not seem cut out for that role. <laughs> he was above the role. No, but like he doesn't like. I I just envisage someone either skinnier or more muscular taking part in a Conan film. Yeah, he was real paunchy. Like you want, you want, you want a slippery snake. You like don't want, um, a Tom Hiddleston. Precisely, but you know Tom Hiddleston was not yet born. Everyone's time. favorite Glaswegian. He's not from Glasgow. Where is he from? I don't know. Like fucking, he's from Posh, as far as I can tell. He's Tom Hiddleston. He talks in this incredibly posh, very precise voice. My name and is just... Tom Hiddleston. I'm from Britain, you see. That's <laughs> yes. My name is Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> and I've just come here from my country mansion to talk to you about Loki and how cute I am. Have you seen my bum in that film with Amanda Seyfried? I think it's lovely. That's what he sounds oh, like. Oh, lovely bum it is. Oh, it's not. It's really bony. I don't see why people are into it. Love a duck. <laughs> I'd love to explain Love a Duck actually next episode. Perhaps you shall. But until that time, Granto, it's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. No, that's on the other show. Okay. <laughs> this is Rupertania. We got to come up with a British song. It's for plugs. time, time for, for plugs. plugs. It's in America. Oh, is it Canada? It's Canada. <laughs> that's Canada, it? you yeah. asshole. <laughs> I don't know. You're all the same. Um... <laughs> it's time for plugs, Grant. Mm -hmm. Do you have something you'd like to plug to the internet audience? Do I? Um, my current, uh, so uh, my Kickstarter is over at the moment. Oh. Um, well, we succeeded, so that's good. Oh. <laughs> I was on a tiny roller coaster. Three flags. <laughs> it's been an emotional roller coaster. You must be this short to come on. If you're any tall, you won't be on the fucking roller coaster. You must be this short to you ride. You must be this short to ride. You'll hit your head on the fucking ceiling, kids. Too tall there, string bean. <laughs> Um, so uh, my Kickstarter was for a game called Unbound, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, Unbound is a um, a universal group-focused RPG leading towards world-building. So it's all about making your own world, about uh, making your own plots, but as a group and coming together to make something entirely new. It's very improv-focused, um, so uh, Dottori's idiot roommate would love it. Very popular in Chicago. Indeed, yes. Home of the improv. So it's it's a it's it's a very fun game. It, it encourages like this really relaxed relationship between the players and the GM and making the story go forward organically and about telling like short five game stories. And it really works. We've been playtesting it and we kickstarted it and it's success. It's success. A great it's success. success. Don't don't do Bora. It's success. <laughs> don't do um, if you want to be part of my success, go to unbound rpg dot backerkit.com or you go to the kickstarter by searching unbound kickstarter uh, that sort of thing we've got a link on the kickstarter you can order um the game you can pre-order the game so we have hardback we have softback we have pdf versions um you can order um you can get some custom art drawn for you if you're quick about it we have an incredible illustrator called Adrian stone who's doing really gorgeous like really bold work um also if you write in so if you send me an email to gshowitt at gmail.com, that's gshowitt, or gshowitt, as is mispronounced, at gmail.com. Gshowitt? <laughs> or gshowitt? If you, if you send me an email and say, hey, I heard about you on Muff Movies. Uh, no, I heard about you on Blaster Podcast. I heard about you on Rubitania. If you send me, if you send an email to the email address and say, Any I, of those I heard three about banners, those three if flags mention, of Blaster Podcast, Muff Movies, or Rubitania. If you mention any of this bullshit, um, I'll send you a free copy of the uh, the playtest rules of the of the of the rough rules, and if you like it, buy it. If you don't, that's okay. But I will I will let you have those for free. That's I quite have... a deal. Well, most people had to had to get that for special edition content, but they didn't ask me where I had this much wine. You hear that, readers? If you are <laughs> if you want to play the game, you want to try it out. Just what Twitter you? Finger uh, you? No. Send me an email at gshowitt, which is g-s-h-o-w-i-t-t -T at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. I don't really give a shit about giving it out. Um, send me an email and um, let me know that you like Blaster Podcast and you want to play the game and I'll send you a free PDF of the rough rules. And then and then you should totally buy my book though because it costs money because you don't do that. That is awesome. Those are great plugs. But you know what's even better? What's that? I don't know. Handy? <laughs> but do you know a, sw a swift handy and half a, half a beer. <laughs> Give me a swift handy and half a beer, love. Uh, handy and shandy. There you go. Handy. Oh, I think we found a fourth podcast. <laughs> the fourth flag of our empire. 
How does that work? What like you have to, you have to like you drink a shandy? Is is it like one of those stupid <laughs> interview shows where like they eat hot wings? Yes. And like they interview each other, but like you drink a beer and they have to give you a handjob while talking. <laughs> and then when I come, the show is over. So it's an, like, it's an endurance like, contest. Like, it's a really harsh cut. <laughs> so like so like you don't. You don't bother like wrapping up. Oh, hang on, he's in a vinegar strokes now. All right, so listen. Thanks very much for coming on the show. You just carry on talking about it. Just gork, and then you just cut <laughs> credit super fast. I love it. I love this idea. Hand shandy, do it. I. It would be hard to find someone to do handies on a podcaster. Listen, though. You, you just have to get someone who's got a Kickstarter they really want to promote. <laughs> That's true. In Chicago. Um. Okay. This isn't. This isn't a scrape thing. It's not a scrape thing. So, Detore's plugs. As I mentioned previously, there is a Patreon campaign. It's live now. Please check it out at patreon.com slash blasteropodcast. If you think my shows are worth a dollop, then donate. Other than that... Write and review, man. Don't forget about write and review. That's right. Write and review. Write and review on iTunes. Yeah. Are you, have you rated this podcast? Have you, have you reviewed it? Have I... I mean, review it positively or fuck off. Have I revered my own work? Have you revered your work? Have you put it on a pedestal <laughs> and worshipped it? Uh, yes. If you haven't already, click subscribe to Blaster Podcast. Uh, Although I don't know how you're listening to this without clicking subscribe. The, that would be, you know, sometimes I'll uh, my really my idiot roommate will download one episode of a show. Mm. He doesn't want to commit to the subscription. Well, that's fair, but you know, commit to the subscription. Like I'm ready for commitment for for you listening to this, the final episode of Britannia, and maybe the next final episode of Britannia. And I'm sure that Dottore is ready to commit to making a long term relationship with you. <laughs> The reader slash slash listener. That's right. In entering together into a life of love, harmony, togetherness, muffing, and science. <laughs> Let's double down on each other. Hot damn. <laughs> Stop the recording. <laughs> Grant, thank you so much for being our special guest on Rubriton. Stop talking and double down on me. Gork! <laughs> it's, uh, Sean Bean did this incredible voiceover for a promotional um, train simulator. <laughs> We are train fans. <laughs> we love it. Timetables, doors, rails, tracks, everything trains. That's what we live and breathe. Wow. He's incredible. All right. I'm, I think I've done enough breathy talking into the microphone for one episode. Blaster Podcast is part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you like our show, you might like some of their other podcasts, like the Koch Brothers Mystery Show. 